Hey guys, I am so excited this week because we're going to be talking about one of my most favorite subjects, nutrition. There are no guests. It's just me and we'll be talking about diets, fads, methodologies, the science behind all of it. And I'll even be answering questions from you guys. Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey there, friends, and happy new year. Can you believe we are starting a whole new decade? Like, it's crazy. So this week, I wanted to do something a little different and kick off the year with a solo episode. No guests, just me. And I'm super excited about it because we are talking about one of my most favorite subjects. I get so nerdy, you guys, whenever I talk about nutrition. I love it so much. I actually do a little bit of nutrition coaching. I've been doing that for a couple of years. And I just geek out when I get to talk about it. So I'm so pumped for today. Another super exciting thing I'm so excited to tell you guys about is that crystalrose.com is finally live. It finally is live. I actually purchased crystalrose.com at the beginning of the year. I put on my big girl panties and decided to go ahead and build that because I've been using exilrose.com and Crystal Rose finally became available. So I bought it. It is built. It is beautiful. It has all of my stuff in one spot. So if you have time, go ahead and check that out, crystalrose.com. And there's a whole section for the podcast on there. So if you go to crystalrose.com slash podcast, or you can go to rebelbabecave.com and it will take you straight to the podcast section. So I'm so pumped about that. You guys, it's amazing. I'm finally there. (laughs) So before I get into talking about nutrition today, I want to talk to you guys about something that is just so incredibly important. And it's I think it's so fitting to talk about this on January 1st when everyone is diving into their resolutions or, you know, they have a clear idea of their goals for the year. So about a week and a half ago, an old friend of mine was crossing in a marked crosswalk in New York City where he was struck and ran over by a sanitation truck that failed to yield. You guys, this hit me so freaking hard. Like he was the kind of person that was such a bright light in this world. And it's insane to think something so horrible and tragic could just happen to someone like him. But the reality is something like that could happen to any one of us at any given time on any given day. And we just don't know. Life is so, so precious. Say you're sorry. Be kind when you don't want to be. Love hard, despite the possibility that you might get hurt. Stop arguing on social media and for fuck's sake, stop getting in your own way. If there's something you're scared to do, do it anyway. Our brain is hardwired for survival. It literally believes if we fail at something, we will die because this once was true, but it's just not anymore. So stop listening to your base instincts to avoid doing difficult things and just dive in. I promise there are a bunch of us failing all day, every day, and we're doing pretty okay. 
Don't let another minute go by without taking action, massive action, and the steps towards the life that will light you up to live. You deserve that. So another thing I wanted to share is over the past few episodes, I've been sharing uh, female-owned businesses that I love, and these are not sponsors, you guys. These are brands I genuinely love myself. I use them or I shop with them, and I want to share them with you. So today is no exception, and for those of you who are looking for cleaner skincare options, um, I personally started dumping all of my makeup and skincare several years ago now and replacing them, and I'm always looking for, you know, better makeup or another option for skincare, and so I stumbled across this one not too long ago, sometime I think it was in the spring. And it's called Wish. It's a skincare brand and it's W-H-I-S-H. And I've been using them for a little bit and I love them. They're a brand that only uses natural ingredients and they're just as effective as the brands with the yucky chemicals, you guys. And if you're looking to make a switch, this is a great brand to start with. So right now my favorite product is the Restoring Face Oil because this time of year my skin gets so freaking dry and like crispy. (laughs) So I swap out my moisturizer with this face oil. And I also try to get in a moisturizing dew mask once a week. It's super, super hydrating. Your face just, oh my gosh, it just feels like that little baby's butt. (laughs) And their shaving cream is actually pretty great too. They have a lot of things on their site. I use several of their products. Their website is wishbody.com, W-H-I-S-H body.com. And I got a code for you guys. It is rebelbabe15, and it'll give you 15% off your entire purchase, which is friggin' awesome because if you already buy a high-quality, natural, or organic skincare, then you know that it's not cheap. So yeah, 15% off your purchase. Such a good deal. If you check them out, please let me know. Let me know what you think. And of course, if you're trying something new, please test a small spot on your body because we all have different reactions to ingredients and you definitely want to find that out before you just go ham on your face (laughs) with something new. So I just realized I've never done a GGB, a goals, gratitude, and badassery myself on this, on this podcast. So how cool is it? I'm going to get to kick off the year with you guys with a goals, gratitude, and badassery. So (laughs) my I think my biggest goal this year is really to just do less. I know that sounds pretty counterintuitive to most people, (laughs) but I'm always doing several things all at once, making myself nuts. I get burnt out and I'm not really able to give the kind of attention um, that's deserved to each individual thing. So I do have a goal to finish a book this year. I have a good chunk of that done. And I also have a goal to expand my nutrition coaching offerings um, this year, which I'm super duper excited about because I've been doing it for a couple years now and I love it so much, but I've wanted to focus on Rebellia before I kind of expanded this. So this has been like a fun little side gig. I have a handful of clients. I love it. It's great. So I'm pumped to kind of do something bigger with that. And of course, Rebellia is my baby, (laughs) my little baby business. And I really want to grow her and love her and nourish her this year too. And I guess reach as many people as possible. So those are my big goals for this year. Of course, I've got other goals. Like I would like actual friends, real friends, not just uh, women, amazing women I see at networking events. I want to actually hang out with them besides at a networking event. So that's a goal. And then to find some more joy in my life. 
I don't have hobbies and (laughs) I decided in the fall, I was going to get a hobby in 2020. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. (laughs) We'll figure out what exactly it is I'm going to do, but hopefully it's something I don't try to run and make a business out of because I have that problem. So yeah, gratitude. I'm so flipping grateful for the women in my community. I can't even, I don't even know where my business would be if I didn't have them. I don't know where I would be as a person if I didn't have them. These are my best friends. You guys, we have this amazing Facebook group and it's just filled with support and love and happiness and sunshine and memes. And, you know, I sprinkle our store stuff in there and it's just such a great supportive environment. And I really don't know where I would be without it. So I'm so grateful for that. I am grateful for my one employee, Cassie. She has just been there for me and does everything that I don't do. She's incredible. And I'm grateful for this this time of year because my husband, he is in NASCAR. And so he's gone 40 weekends out of the year. And I just really, really enjoy this time of year because we get to spend a ton of time together. And it's been so wonderful because we've been going to bed late. We've been going, getting up out of bed late and just kind of like hanging out and not being on a crazy schedule. It's been wonderful. So I'm so grateful for this time and bad assery. Oh man, there are so many things I'm so proud of myself for this year. You guys, I finished school I wrote about this in a self-love Sunday email. I actually finished school. Finally, 10 years ago, I only had three classes to do. And I I was in the middle of a breakup. I had just moved and I just wasn't in the space to finish. So I dropped the classes and I figured I'd pick them up later. And 10 years later, here I am. So I actually had to do seven classes because the curriculum changed. And that's what I've been doing for the last, I guess, since I want to say April or May, May is when the term, the first term started. So I finished, I'm finally done. I'm so pumped. I'm so proud of myself. I didn't need to do it. I wanted to do it. And I'm I'm so glad I did. So that's one thing, badassery. And I launched this podcast. I founded a nonprofit I feel like I just took on so many goals this year and like smashed them. And you know what? My mental health is in an amazing spot right now. And I'm really, really, really proud of that because I've worked so hard on myself as a person, but also on my mental health to get myself to a place where I'm not drowning in sadness or anxiety. So yeah, I think all of that is pretty badass. If you guys want to share your goals, gratitude, and badassery with me for the year, I would love that. Go ahead and slide up in my DMs and at Extel Rose on Instagram and tell me what you are, what your goals are, what you're grateful for, and what you did this year that is pretty badass. Okay. So again, I know I have so many things that I'm trying to like <laughs> tell you guys about where I dive into the meat of this episode, but we are doing a giveaway. Yes. So I am giving away either a $50 gift card to my store Rebellia or one month of nutrition coaching from me. And that is a hundred dollar value. So 
whichever, whoever wins, you will get to decide between the two. And all you need to do to enter is screenshot this episode on your phone, upload it to your Instagram stories, tag me at Excel Rose, and just put a cute sticker on it, something fun. Um, and you can totally put text. I would love to hear your thoughts if you have an opinion on this episode, but that's all you need to do to enter to win is screenshot this episode, upload it to your Instagram stories, tag me, and you'll be entered to win. And we're going to run this for a week. Like I said, I am so excited to dive deep into the world of nutrition with you guys. Let's be clear on a few things. First, I am not a doctor. Nothing in this episode is to be taken as medical advice. Please consult with your doctor before diving into something like, you know, a nutrition program. And before you go and try to treat your own medical condition, please talk to your doctor. I do not want to be blamed for anything that happens to you. As far as my credentials are concerned, I am a certified nutrition coach through Precision Nutrition, but I didn't just take a course and let that be that. I've been coached by very knowledgeable, reputable, and amazing coaches for years like Chrissy May Cagney, Jose Rosas, and Amanda Marie, who you might know as Simply Mander. And I learned a ton from them in my time as their being my coach. Chrissy has books, read all of those. I'm constantly reading scientific journals and studies to stay up on the latest. And as well as books from respected people in the industry like Dr. Lane Norton and enrolling in more education that Precision has to offer. And I'm also looking into other certifications as well. So regardless, I strongly advise you guys to do your own research. I don't believe I know everything. However, pretty much everything I say today is going to be backed by science. And all of that really is just to say, don't at me. (laughs) I have no doubt that this episode and some of the things I'm going to say might piss a few people off, which, you know, I'm fine with. I don't sugarcoat. And we're discussing some hard truths here. And I really believe that fitness, you know, like training and nutrition are both things that are very similar to religion and politics. Like you believe what you believe and like you will fight somebody (laughs) if, if they try to say, you know, something different from what you believe. So I really hope that you can go into this with an open mind and that you understand that I'm coming from a place of scientific backing and opinion. So there is a combo in there and I'm telling you guys, which is which. So I basically spent more than a decade yo-yo dieting. I tried every fad, every trick, and I searched for every magic pill that I could find. Anything that said that I would lose weight fast, done. Finding it, doing it, buying it, drinking it, snorting it, whatever it takes. That's what I did. I even had cool sculpting done at one point, which ruined my body, you guys. I was just so desperate. When I fell in love with the science and nutrition, it was because I finally found what made sense to me. And it gave me freedom from the chains of these horrible, restrictive diets. And it also allowed me to understand food and how dieting actually works. And not only that, but it also, you know, to be patient because true lasting fat loss, muscle gain, strength, whatever, these all take time. And when you lose 15 pounds in 30 days, like what have you learned other than how to lose water weight super fast and restrict yourself? Have you built any lasting habits? Nope. Have you created something sustainable? Nope. So when you end that diet, you're likely going to gain it back. But what if you were to spend six months or a year losing 15 pounds? 
And please realize that weight loss is totally relative. Generally, the more you weigh, the more you burn at rest. So, you know, you're likely going to lose more um, than if you were to weigh less. So let's say it takes you a year. Like you worked hard for a year. You created habits that you were able to sustain for a year. It's very possible that if you were to go off this diet, it would not only take longer for you to gain it back than if you lost it quickly, but also you could have developed some habits that'll help you right the ship if you were to get, you know, off course later on. So in my opinion, quick weight loss is rarely sustainable and it most likely won't last. So yeah, if you dieted and lost a bunch of weight, but later gained it back, your diet didn't really work. It doesn't matter what you tell myself. Oh, I gained it back because of stress. No, if you stop doing the diet and then saw adverse results, the original diet did not work work because the best diet for you is the one you can stick to for life. It's the one you can make a part of your actual lifestyle, not the diet. You have to change your lifestyle to fit. And your diet is the food you eat. You always have a diet. I'm not necessarily talking about being on a diet in order to lose weight. I'm talking about a way of life, how you eat. So first things first, let's talk about what happens to your body when you diet and gain it back. Basically, our biology hasn't really evolved, even though our everyday lives have. Like, we no longer are foraging for food or having to hunt and gather or going for days on end without food because, you know, it's so readily available. Hello, drive throughs, DoorDash. Like, we're not going to starve to death as long as we have access <laughs> to food. But this is what our bodies were built for. Our bodies are incredibly efficient at keeping us alive. So when you diet, you're in a calorie deficit. Basically, you're eating less than you burn. Your body essentially believes that it's in a famine. And as you diet, your metabolism starts slowing down because again, your body's trying to keep you alive and it isn't sure of when it's going to get its next meal or when the famine's going to end. You lose fat, which is stored energy for your body and your body wants to prevent that. Now, when you take yourself out of a famine, like most people do, which is go off your diet or just go back to, you know, your your YOLO way of eating, not only will you gain the weight back and likely gain it back faster, but you're going to probably add to it. And this is your body's way of safeguarding for future famines. This is why it's harder to lose weight the next time around. This is why when you yo-yo diet, it gets more and more difficult. This is why ultimately the best way to lose fat and keep it off is to find the diet that's right for you. One that's sustainable for the long term, and that you can ease back into maintenance calories with only changing portions, not actual food types. Or if you've restricted something, now you let it back in. That's, that's not what should happen. So let's talk a little bit why weight doesn't matter. So many people are stuck on this number in their heads about what they should weigh. You know, like whether it came from something you used to weigh in high school or your pre-baby weight or someone on Instagram weighs, or you saw it on a BMI chart and decide that's what your goal weight is. Like it's just an arbitrary number and it doesn't make sense. Going back to a weight when you have lived your life for so long, like not as that person, it doesn't make sense. Picking a number out of the sky doesn't make sense because your weight in a nutshell truly doesn't fucking matter if you like how you look and feel. But 
I am not the kind of person who's going to be like, throw away your scale or the scale is an asshole or the scale is a liar. Like the scale isn't an asshole. You guys, it's an inanimate object whose sole purpose is to measure the gravitational pull between you and the earth. It doesn't fucking care how much you weigh and it's not trying to screw you over. (laughs) The fact is the scale is just one tool of so many, so many tools to measure progress. And you are the one giving the scale all of this power. You are the one tying your self-worth to a number. So in my coaching, I have my clients weigh themselves daily, basically so they can break free from the scale. And I know that sounds really backward, but here's the thing. Like if you're aware of what's going on in your body and what you're putting into it, you will watch the scale fluctuate and it's not going to bother you. Your weight can fluctuate based on hydration, sodium intake, a heavy workout, a big meal, hormones, your menstrual cycle, you need to poop, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) It's not always because of fat and it's not always because of muscle. And for the record, muscle does not weigh more than fat. It is denser. So yes, it takes up less space. I cannot, I cannot handle it when people are like muscle weighs more than fat. And someone's three days into a workout. Like, first of all, you didn't just gain a shit ton of muscle. You just started working out. (laughs) Your weight probably went up because of inflammation or you, you know, your, your muscles need to take on water for recovery. Like, no, but also it does not weigh more than fat. It's a pound of fat and a pound of muscle weigh exactly the same, a pound. Let's get that clear. (laughs) So let's talk about some methodologies that people mistake for diets. These are two of the biggest ones I hear all the time. People call them diets, right? Intermittent fasting and carb cycling. To me, these are not diets. These are methods of eating. You could basically eat the exact same thing on an inter, like let's say intermittent fasting. You could eat the exact same thing on a day that you're fasting or on a day that you're not. It doesn't matter. It, the, the time that you spend fasting doesn't really matter. It basically creates a smaller window and helps you get into a calorie deficit. So anyways, intermittent fasting is not a diet. It's often mistaken one for one because probably people have, you know, less time to eat than they normally would. So naturally they're going to eat less calories. So in a nutshell, intermittent fasting has you fast for a number of hours, which can vary depending on what the individual chooses. So, you know, if you, you feed in this small window, it could be a four hour window. It could be a six hour window. Again, it depends on what you decide as the individual. When the window closes, you go back to fasting, go to bed, wake up, continue fasted until your feeding window. Rinse and repeat. Again, this is not a diet. I won't get too far into it, but I personally do not like intermittent fasting for women. And the studies done on rats don't inspire a whole lot of confidence. (laughs) Hormonally, we have a very different response than men, you guys. Fasting can affect our reproductive health and throw our hormones out of whack. Like, I know it seems like a magic diet and all these people are doing it having great results, but honestly... Why take the risk when there are other safer ways to basically achieve the exact same results? There are studies, like I said, on done on rats. And also there are articles about this. I will go ahead and link them in the show notes and you can find those at rebelbabecave.com. So the next methodology <laughs> is carb cycling. Like I said, it's a methodology. It's a method. It's not a diet. The premise of carb cycling is that some days you'll eat low fat high carb and other days you'll eat high fat, low carb. I've seen so many people rave about this and it just makes me want to bang my head up against a wall. Like people are likely seeing results because they went from doing nothing to doing this and they're giving the credit to carb cycling 
rather than the fact that they are in a calorie deficit. Same thing with intermittent fasting. They're giving the credit to the intermittent fasting and not the fact that they were doing absolutely nothing and suddenly they're doing something. So going on any diet, eliminating any food group or or whatever, you're going to see results quickly or in the beginning because you're in a calorie deficit and sometimes you're just losing water weight. But anyways, calorie deficit. So like, or like, you know, maybe they're just finally being consistent with something, but I carb cycle my clients when they've gotten used to the hang of their diet and, and doing the method. And then I go ahead and give them carb cycling. Like I don't do it for some added magical unicorn dust weight loss power. I mean, I do it. So if they're lifting heavy on their training days or doing intense endurance training, they'll have more carbs for energy. And since the rest days don't require as much energy, I give them less carbs and more fat to help aid in the recovery. Their calories are the same and no one has reported a miraculous change in their weight once they get going with the carb cycling. And really it's just one more way to slice the calorie pie. That's all. So let's talk about keto. This is where I think everyone's going to hate me. Um, <laughs> look, I think if you enjoy the keto lifestyle or you have, you know, certain autoimmune diseases, again, talk to your doctor, keto could definitely be right for you. But I personally think that keto is a horrible diet for the average person. Again, the average person, <laughs> because any diet where you cut out major food groups or are heavily restrictive, it's not sustainable. And I will say that again, any diet where you cut out major food groups or are heavily restrictive, they're not sustainable. Again, if you, if keto is a diet you enjoy and you can keep up with it for the rest of your life, then hell yes. And please stay out of my DMS. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I'm talking to the person who's so fed up with their unwanted weight gain and sees keto as this miracle diet because it's so on trend right now. I'm talking to the person who believed keto would, you know, worked for them. I'm using air quotes, worked for them, but they believed it worked for them. But then when they went off of it, they gained the weight back. And now they're telling themselves they need to get back on keto because it worked for them, but it didn't work for them because they're not still doing it. Does that make sense? The reality is even when you get into it, a lot of people aren't even doing keto correctly. You don't get in solid ketosis for at least a few months and many people cheat, which gets you know, it keeps them or it knocks them out of ketosis. Reality is there are just a bunch of people out there eating a low carb diet and kind of hating it, but telling themselves they love it again, fight me. <laughs> like, Please stay out of my DMs. Really? I, I just think that if you don't like eating a certain way, like why would you stick with it? If you like eating the keto way, by all means have at it. And the same goes for paleo. Whole 30, carnivore, low fat, low carb, juice diets, slim fast, vegan, whatever. Any diet that requires you to restrict a major food group or macronutrient has a pretty high failure rate. And hey, Susan or Chad, if you're in that 5% that has been successful on the keto dinosaur eucalyptus meat juice diet, congratulations. You are better than the rest of us. You win. You win. <laughs> I also won't get too deep into it, but knock it off with the documentaries. You guys, most documentaries these days don't, they don't present all the facts. They cherry pick facts and they want to steer you towards their truth and not the absolute truth. Like that game changers documentary, every single person involved with the making of that film profits off veganism. Is that like red flag much? But like I said, I won't get in too deep. 
What I will do is link an article in the show notes written by Dr. Lane Norton, where he essentially debunks and breaks down all the claims in that film. It's a great piece and I have no business trying to do better. But let me make this clear. There's nothing wrong with being vegan. If eating animals makes you sad, then by all means, don't eat them. But going vegan because you bought into a biased film just seems kind of extreme to me. So my goal with this episode was really just to like give you more information. I wanted to inform you. It's not like I didn't want to just sit here and shit on diets, but I really think it's important before you embark on some diet that statistically fails that you understand some of the truths and the reasoning behind it. So I'm not going to leave you with that. I'm going to share a few tips so that you can get started on the right foot this year and just like some simple things to integrate into your lifestyle now. And a lot of these things will basically help you get into a caloric deficit without even trying that hard. So the first one is to understand portion sizes. I cannot tell you how many times that I see people who they discover for the first time a true portion size of peanut butter and they are just so hurt. (laughs) If you go ahead and get yourself a scale, a food scale, I know that sounds really extreme, but if you get yourself a food scale, you can actually weigh out different size portions. So a serving of chicken, for example, is four ounces, a serving size of Peanut butter is usually around like 30 grams and really just start seeing portion sizes because once you realize that we generally portion ourselves way more than what we should be eating necessarily, or we portion ourselves way more. And if we just kind of tone that back a little bit, like it's not that hard to reach your goals. So understanding and learning portion sizes and then Creating volume. So a lot of the times, like for my my clients, for example, they see the food that they already eat every day and they're like, what? That's so much food, which it's really not. You're probably eating more calories when you're YOLOing, but people don't realize it like that. They just have this idea in their mind. They have to eat 1200 calories and be super skinny and lose 30 pounds in 30 days. And that's just, that's just not reality. That's not how it works. So When I have clients or myself when get into a deficit and you start to get hungry and that kind of sucks. So I always suggest you create volume with your food. So let's say a serving of pasta, which is two ounces dry. I like to integrate a little bit of spaghetti squash into that or zucchini noodles. So not only am I getting my pasta in, yay, but I'm also increasing the volume of my food with a really low calorie vegetable. So I'm getting like this giant bowl of food. I'm super satisfied after, and I'm still getting to eat pasta. So I'm, I'm happy. So that's my second tip. My third one is to get plenty of protein. You know, obviously if you're meatless, it's a little bit harder and it's harder to get your protein um, without going over on carbs and fat, it's kind of a a delicate dance, I guess. But if you do eat meat, then obviously that's one of the easiest ways to get in protein and along with protein shakes. The suggestion that normal normally I give rather than doing a math problem is to what is your first goal weight? So let's say you want to lose 20 pounds to start with, right? 
So I would set your protein at, like, let's say you weigh 180, then I would set your protein at 160 grams. If you don't want to do all that and worry about all that math, fine, whatever. But just try to get like a, you know, a portion um, of protein in at every meal or snack. Just try to get your protein in because your protein not only helps keep you fuller, longer, but it also helps you maintain your muscle mass. So when you lose weight, you're not losing a bunch of muscle too, or you're losing less muscle. So you maintain your muscle mass and then you'll lose just fat and you don't have that kind of flabby, skinny fat kind of look. Um, and it also helps if you're lifting too, but that's another, that's a whole other episode. (laughs) And then my last tip, which I think is so, so important, especially, you know, you're on, you're on a diet, you have a goal. Let's say this goal is a really big goal. Rather than restricting yourself, I say, treat yourself. This does not mean going nuts every day. This doesn't mean like drinking a full size milkshake from Chick-fil-A or wherever it is that you get your milkshakes from. This means that don't be afraid to go ahead and eat something that would be considered bad or unhealthy because the more you restrict yourself, the more you're going to want it. So I have a half of a, like a cookie every day. I know it's a half a cookie sounds dumb, but it's a giant cookie. So I have a half of a cookie every single day. And I used to make protein pudding bowls at night. I always get something like a treat every single day. And that's what keeps me from feeling like I'm not really on a diet. So it's like kind of like a good thing for you mentally. And then also, so you're not really deprived and you're not feeling like, man, I just can't wait until my cheat day, which I think cheat days are really counterproductive. But so those are my tips. I really hope you guys have an amazing new year. And if you have fitness or diet goals, I really hope that you are able to achieve them. Anyhow, I'm going to share my personal diet with you. And of course I have biases of this way of eating. Like I said, I have tried just about every quick fix, miracle pill, inflated promise diet there is. And this is what has made the most sense to me. And it's granted me the most freedom to live my life. What I ended up stumbling upon several years ago that I have stuck to for several years is flexible dieting. Another term is counting macros or if it fits your macros, which I hate because it's, that's not what this is <laughs> in a nutshell, rather than counting calories or restricting a major food group, you're given a sort of budget of your three macronutrients, which are carbs, protein, and fat. This makes it so that nothing is off limits. So I still eat cookies, pizza, sushi, whatever. This doesn't mean I fill my diet with crap food. It means that I'm able to make choices on what to eat with zero guilt no labels of good and bad foods, or having this concept of cheating on my diet. And like I said, it's basically a budget. So like when you get your paycheck, the responsible thing to do is pay your bills, rent or mortgage, buy groceries, and then with leftover, you're going to buy the fun stuff. And that's the same concept with counting macros. You get in your protein, your nutrients and all that. And if you can work in a cookie or a piece of pizza, whatever. Sometimes I plan for that treat and then I build all the other stuff around it. And ultimately it's about being flexible. And because I'm not trying to compete in anything, if I go out to eat once in a while, or if I don't track, you know, when I go on vacation, I allow myself to enjoy it, but I don't get to the point of like popping, you know, I don't, I don't overdo it. I just eat and enjoy. 
And this approach of flexible dining, it's currently what I coach my clients on, but I don't think it's for everyone. I really don't. Like it does have a bit of a learning curve. And for most of us, especially business owners, the process can be a bit time consuming. So I'm I'm working on developing a new level of coaching specifically for business owners or boutique owners that need some help losing weight or getting a grip on their diet, but that's more simple. And of course, it always is going to take a little bit of work on the front end to change, you know, um, your diet or to adjust your diet. And that's just the way it goes, you know, when you're trying to make changes in your life. But the goal is to eliminate the guesswork while still creating freedom with your food and making it a sustainable way of life and not just a quick fix. So if this is something you would like more information on and want to be the first to find out when I launch this new offering, you can go to crystalrose.com slash nutrition and get yourself on our list. And I'm also taking on a very small number of one-on-one coaching clients in the meantime. So if you're interested in that, there will be info for that on the page as well. Well, I have so much more to say on this subject (laughs) and I have plenty of more questions from you guys. So I will definitely get to them, but I definitely feel like that is going to require a part two. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'd love to hear what you thought of it. So don't be afraid to DM me on Instagram. It's at Extel Rose. There's so many more facets of nutrition I want to talk about. (laughs) But yeah, if you guys are interested in a part two, let me know. Don't forget to enter the giveaway. I am giving away a $50 gift card to Rebellia or one month of free nutrition and coaching. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode, upload it to your Instagram stories and tag me in it and tell me what you think. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.